rangers and residents of the world. Welcome. <laughs> but to also the specifically scent. Howard County, California. <laughs> Welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I am your host, Grav, and with me is my lovely NB Kennedy. Hey. And today uh, we're talking about the very first episode to Super Megaforce. What's it called? Yeah, Super Megaforce. It's called Super Megaforce. <laughs> and what a what <laughs> what we've gotten debated yet again. It seems. I, I don't know what to say. What's going on? Did everyone else watch a different show? <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Maybe it's because we've got the perspective of people who have binge-watched Power Rangers straight into their veins for the past, like, 18 years. Or not 18 years, sorry, 18 months. Maybe 18 years. I don't know. This pandemic's gotten time all twisted. But, like, we're well aware of how Power Rangers incorporates Sentai's of different seasons into their footage while using the same actors. It happened with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for three seasons, which is why we had stuff like the Alien Rangers, um, stuff like the fact that the suits didn't change in season two, but the powers and Zords kind of did, the White Tiger Zord being so much different from the rest, etc. cetera, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, we've seen that sort of adaptation here, and in Super Megaforce, they just played off the same way, almost. So it's kind of just like, whatever. It, it does suck that like they don't make note of the fact that they're in pirate costumes and, you know, name stuff in accordance with that. But I think overall, like, we've seen this happen before and it's fine. It's I, fine. I, <laughs> I don't understand why people are being nitpicky about something like that, honestly, given the various things that you have to forgive to be a Power Rangers fan. <laughs> yeah. I really think that, like, the the slight pirate theming that's a little bit out of place, we've seen that exact trope many times. Lost Galaxy had the slight pirate theming that was a little out of place. I, what, what was it? There's one other season where we've had the slight pirate theming that's a little out of place because... Sentai really loves pirates. Operation Overdrive was kind of like that too. Right, yeah. It it's it's happened many times before to have unexplained pirate imagery. <laughs> so why not now? <laughs> Again. I don't know. I think it's fine. In fact, it might actually be based and reminiscent of Limewire culture, just in the way of the sense of how the powers work. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of pirating other powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy to me. But, I mean, we were kind of just hyped to see what was going to come of this alien invasion and to see what was next. But before we get into all of that, Kennedy, how have you been? Uh, You know, I've been okay. I'm up real early. The weather's a little weird. You've quit coffee at this point, right? Ages. I have quit caffeine entirely. Caffeine entirely. Yeah. So you're not yeah. drinking soda. Yes. 
You know, you're not you're not doing any corn syrup, the high fructose kind. That's not that's not related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, you're still doing high fructose corn syrup? Well, I don't I don't consume a lot of high fructose corn syrup. No, but it's not related. <laughs> <laughs> um, um No, yeah. I I I've quit caffeine entirely. So how does it feel to be on the other side of this uh, caffeine addiction? Feels really good. Amazing. I-, I remember my dreams more clearly, which I didn't know was a necessarily something that, at least for me, could be attributed to caffeine usage. Gotcha. I'm like such a grouch when I don't have coffee. Um, I'm very irritable. And those piercing headaches, man, they suck. It's weeks, yeah. Caffeine's one of the hardest drugs to quit. People really underestimate how powerful of a drug it is. I I didn't drink coffee, like the normal amount of coffee that I normally have, for like a day or two. And I just came through with like a day of splitting headaches. The type that like you still Mm kind of sort of feel even after like four ibuprofen. Yeah. Yeah. To make this even possible, I had to wean myself down from tons of coffee to like small amounts of green tea over the course of many years wow <laughs> yeah the the most i do is like a cup of coffee i might go for a second coffee but that's typically if i get like too high you know it's just like <laughs> oh, I, I really don't want to fall asleep at eight o'clock in the end, yeah. in the evening <laughs> then you're just like ah oh, it's a uh, second coffee second coffee time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm uh, I'm California straight edge now. Damn. I don't do That's nothing. Crazy. I don't drink. I don't do coffee. I don't smoke cigarettes. The only thing I do is smoke weed from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. <laughs> yeah, I think if I had like a steady supply of sativa, I could do it. Yeah. You, For sure. You get the right weed and it's just like, yep. And, you know, you don't get... You don't get too fucked up. Anyway, folks, if you like conversations like this, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we always talk on the Patreon. <laughs> well, the reason why we're talking like this is mostly just because there's a lot of like action in this scene. There's a lot of punchy, kicky, fighty. It is a very action-heavy intro. Uh, there's not tons and tons to say about it, really. Um, and that's not a bad thing in any No, way. not at all. Uh, There's a I lot of blasting. Say, yeah, mostly I really enjoyed this intro. It was very hype. Uh, the stakes are really high. It's intense. It's exciting. And they managed to make most of it work. Even when it first, like, some of it you're like, oh, what's, where is this going? But then you're like, yeah, ah, I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is there is something that I have to chew on a little bit more, but for the most part, yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty solid intro. Uh, it does a lot of things right, and it it ups the stakes in such a way that you really feel it as the episode goes on. Also, the body count's insanely high in this episode. Yeah, this is like RPM intro levels of madness. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I was practically expecting them to just be like. Get to the dome city of Corinth any minute. <laughs> yeah. Things are just getting destroyed everywhere. Um, 
Yeah, it's really cool. It's really awesome intro. Uh, I don't. Again, we're the Megaforce Truther Club now. I don't know what's going on with the internet's opinions on Megaforce, and I'm still open to the idea that we're gonna watch the rest of Super Megaforce, and it's gonna fall off at some point. Don't get me wrong, but uh, right now, this is still great. Um, yeah this is amazing (laughs) yeah so uh basically the episode is called super mega force pretty straightforward um and it starts with a recap of how things left off um and then uh, we get introduced to the new villains pretty quickly um prince vekar i think vekar something vekar something like that I have no idea how to pronounce it. Uh, I only remember them saying it like once. I don't remember exactly <laughs> how it was pronounced. But there, it, it's Brock's brother. Okay, Brock's brother is here. It's another prince. He looks a little like Brock in some ways. Uh, he maybe looks like 10% cooler, 5% cooler. I don't know. Uh, he seems fine for now, I guess. We'll see. Um, I was way more interested in him in the beginning than Brock. So he's got that going on for him. He had a little his more personality right away. Yeah. Yeah, his dialogue's a little bit more uh, meaty. Um, also, um, his lieutenants look cool. Uh, there's like a insect sort of maybe praying mantis-looking woman named Lavira, and then there's this like probably a robot called Argus. Uh, and Argus looks really cool. <laughs> I always want yeah. to point that one up. I was like, I want to see that guy fight something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right away, I will say I was a little bit more engaged with these villains than the last set. But and the last set was already more... engaging. They were okay. Yeah, they were actually like acceptable in a lot of ways. So I, I'm. Okay I mean, especially in the beginning, we we had because if you remember, like. The villains in Megaforce took a downturn a little bit when it became more rock centric in the middle. But yeah. the problem the problem was rectified by a rock getting murked and then revived, Metal Alice coming in. And also in the beginning, we had Creepox. and Creepox was also really good in the beginning, yeah, and blue frame bigs, yeah. They were the second set. They were also pretty good. They had a really stellar introduction. Out pretty well, yeah. Uh, the the general yeah. Malachi or whatever his name is, um, Melkor. Malcor, I think. Malcor, uh, Malcor, um, had a stellar episode that one time too. So it's just like, yeah, yeah, you know the 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 villains were were great. It was really Rock that kind of like started off just being blah. It's like, a, I'm evil because I want to subjugate people. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, dude, like we've yeah. seen this time and time before, right? We know but, what uh, about. In this case, he's very much outwardly like, I'm here to avenge my brother and also uh, subjugate this world. But avenging my brother is the main mission. Yeah, he uh, has this added level of viciousness that is sort of justified through like, you know. And he's not faking it either. Because it's hard, like, with villains, it's genuinely like, yeah, I get, I care about my brother, wink, wink, you know, type deal. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's like, no, he actually does feel like, oh, my God, like, my brother was killed on Earth. 
And little does he know that his brother is actually alive, dude. What? Dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the Earth's being invaded. <laughs> Shit's these, going down. There's these new basic minions called the uh, Exborgs. Better than Lugies. Better than Lugies in every possible way. Uh, they seem like they'll be fine. And, uh, yeah, shit's going down. Like, they go save Ernie at the, at the juice shop. And, like, the feeling is apocalyptic as hell. It's like a zombie movie or something. Like, they're going through these hallways and shit's wrecked. People are, like, hiding under desks and stuff. Horror movie angles. Yeah. Upward shots lighting. of the rangers in the suits and shit. Horror movie angles, horror movie lighting. Everything was just, like... Oh, damn, this is bad. <laughs> the rangers are all split up, and they're all kind of, like, telling people to evacuate and all this other shit. Yeah, and they're, like, their priority at first is, like, just organizing the emergency efforts, which is also, like, you know, these, these rangers have overall been, like, more defensive and more, like, rescuing and all of, like, stuff like that, and that's just, like, cool to see. Yes. We haven't seen stuff like this since, like, these types of scenes were kind of reminiscent of, remember that Lost Galaxy episode that was Alien? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that, where the Rangers were evacuating them out of there. Mm -hmm. um, what this is, is this is Zeo. <laughs> this is the equivalent of the Machine Empire coming down onto Earth. And, uh, Except it's like more well-realized in like an RPM kind of way. It's like fuse Zeo and RPM together. Super Megaforce. Yes. And it's good. And that's Pog. What I yeah, described it's is Pog. Pog as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the Rangers start to make their way back to the command center a couple at a time. So Jake and Gia get there first. Then Noah and Emma. Uh, and then they hear some more footsteps. And at first they're concerned, you know, who could it be? But it is, in fact, Troy. And they're so relieved. Um, and all of them are in their suits with the helmets off, which is when you know shit's real. Yeah. Also, like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't expect it to be Troy. <laughs> like, I was, wor I was like, damn, maybe the enemy is gonna reach them here. Yeah, because it's happened before in the Power Rangers, and, uh, the way they were all playing it off, like, the, the acting, the, the lighting, the music, it all coincided to the scene where it was genuinely a surprise to see Troy. Because I deadass thought that this is it. Like, the, the Rock's here, Rock's gonna fuck up Gosei or whatever, some shit's gonna go down, you know? I mean, command centers are not sacred in the Power Rangers. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I also thought that was 100% on the table. Uh, I was like, is it Troy or is it the enemy? What, uh, oh, uh, God, what, <laughs> you know? And then yeah. it's Troy. Um, Gosei starts to explain to the Rangers that they're going to have some new powers to help them get shit done. However, he also tells them that he doesn't know where Robo Knight is. And Troy also didn't find Robo Knight. So Robo Knight, currently gone, MIA. But the Rangers are going to get an upgrade, so that might help. <laughs> um, and uh, the upgrade is, you guessed it, all those figures lining the wall, 
The Rangers now have the ability to summon the powers of past Power Rangers. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it also means that Gosei forged, like from the morphing grid, these keys that are representative of those Rangers and those those Rangers' powers. I think that that's a really cool lore bit. You kind of have to imagine that, like within the morphing grid, when a a Power Rangers' powers are created, like their suit and their abilities and everything that goes into that. Um, that it leaves behind some kind of impression on the morphing grid. This is what I'm, yeah, like starting to understand anyway. And then it's like Gosei just like went back and was like, "Let's go back through all of these powers that have ever existed. They're all still in the morphing grid." And we know and Gosei is all. like hella base too. Like yeah. he was like he knew he was like, "There's gonna be a time when I'm gonna need something like this." Like. It's hella awesome that he did that. And this also actually helps with, like, the fact that Power Rangers seasons have, like, random power levels sometimes. Yeah. Because this is, like, in a way helping to sort of give a sense of justification to some of that. Like, yeah. sometimes the Rangers needed to be stronger. And now it's, like, in these moments when they need to be really strong, the Power Rangers are calling upon these, like stronger seasons or things like that you know we see a little bit of that right here in the intro i think um, it's actually more than that i i think it would be more so like troy and the rest of the team are strategizing ways to combo different ranger powers as we see later on in this too, episode yeah. to combo all like in, like a fucking fighting game or something like, it's it, this season is just ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 and you're calling in the assists and all this other stuff, and you're comboing <laughs> that way, you know? Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, it's really cool. So he sets them up with these new powers, and they head out. He warns them, though, like, mastering this new level of power is going to be really hard, which makes sense because, <laughs> like, we've seen in previous uh, seasons that sometimes Rangers can't even, like, swap suits with people in their team right that they find that too demanding like yeah. they, they can't just like master that right away so what the rangers are doing is like sort of challenging and that helps to kind of like balance this level of power a little bit and give them like an obvious goal to work towards for the season of like mastering their ability to use these previous season's powers um so that's cool. So they head out into battle. There's a bunch of battling. Um, and uh, at first, they're just using their new uh, super mega mode, which is also pretty based. Like, they've got guns and swords, and they're just blasting and going all out. Yeah, they have, like, uh, their cutlasses can, like, they, they just fucking throw their cutlasses around like nobody's business to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's my other cut list. Bam, combo that way. They're just doing They're just that. Like, like they all have a pistol and cut list, but then they'll just be like, "Hey, swap me," and they'll just like toss. Like, here's my pistol for your cut list. Now one of them has double pistols. One of them has double cut list. It's swap like me. Devil May Cry, but co-op. <laughs> Wait, why hasn't anybody done this before? This is crazy. <laughs> Um, and they're going really hard because the, the Earth's being attacked in a really serious way. 
And it feels really justified for them to be this violent. Like, unlike something like SPD, where they would be, like, blasted, and you'd be like, these are immigrants. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, uh, here, it's like, these, these rangers have always been defensive. They've always been, like, non-escalatory. But, like, the Earth's being invaded, and so they're just going all out. And it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're wasting no time with, like, negotiating or whatever. They're just like, nah, you're an alien, you're invading my planet, and you're blasting. Like, the aliens themselves are, like, fucking blowing up buildings. Like, mad. Yeah. Just straight up, like, rocket launcher, the whole nine. Uh, Just an insane amount of death going on around. And the rages are, like, not having it at all. However, I think like the battle itself was really good. Um, I loved I loved the fight scenes a lot. Uh, unfortunately, the end to this episode, like we watched this, I felt like if we had watched this in like 2019, we'd have a different. I'd have a different reaction to it than than now. But like the episode, so you know, we get a villain, whatnot. Um, well, I did, before we get all the way to the end, I did want to mention just quickly. Yeah, a few things that occur are that I thought were interesting. One is that one of the villain lieutenants tries to like have a dialogue with the power Rangers. And I forget the diet, what the, the actual lines were, but he's like, you know, surrender power Rangers. You don't stand a chance against us or something. And the red Ranger just starts blasting and it's just like, shut up basically. (laughs) And, And there's no, there's no discussion, uh, which is really interesting. Um, also, I did just want to highlight like the transformation into the different uh, rangers was like really fun overall. My only complaint about it is the keys themselves look a little tacky. And they're a little too low effort. Yeah, like put a little more effort into the way these keys look. Come on. It was a little bit too close to home with how they would actually sell this in the, in the <laughs> Toys R Us or something. Yeah, it just looked like the toy sometimes with the keys in particular. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, I did want to draw attention to that. Um, I did also want to draw attention to the most pog moment of the whole fight, which is they all turn into Red Rangers. Yeah. Something that I did not expect, to be honest. And they're even like the, the characters... It's like Noah's like, we can all be Red Rangers? What? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, I'm with you, Noah. What? This is awesome. And they all turn into to different Red Rangers for a minute and do a super attack to defeat the monster. Uh, there's a uh, Gosei conversation with Jake because Jake got a green key. And he's like, why did I get an off-color key? And Ghost is like, I have an explanation for this, Jake. And then the scene cuts away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love shit like that. I don't know. I've been a fan of that since like Jimmy Neutron. When somebody asked uh, Jimmy, I think it was like Sheen. When Sheen asked uh, Jimmy if we're in out, or is it, I think it's Carl. Carl asked Jimmy if we're in outer space. If we're in outer space. Uh, why Why do we not have helmets on? Like, why are we not suffocating to death? And then Jimmy's like, it's simple. And then the uh, there's another character on screen that just starts singing for the next minute. <laughs> like, that that sorts of, those sorts of interactions I, I kind of, like, love in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that all of them can be Red Rangers and all this other stuff, 
I'm pretty happy with the fact that like it's okay that Jake's got the green key anyways. Because it seems like the only issue that all of them might have is A, getting used to a different color, and B, the powers are time-limited because it, it draws on a lot of their energy. Yeah. Um, it's very cool stuff. I'm into all of it, basically. Uh, the legendary Megazord uh, is fine with me. I know that the pirate ship uh, part of it does feel a tiny bit out of place, but it's also kind of cool, so I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be um, great if they were acknowledge the fact that it's a pirate ship and, you know, do, like, pirate ship named moves, but... You know, we've had we've had situations like this before. Yeah. Um and a lot of times it works out just fine. Like Lightspeed Rescue, at first we were like, why is it so trains based? But then by the end you're just like, trains, trains, woo, woo, woo. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I, I feel like that could easily happen here. Um the legendary Megazord itself is a decent looking Megazord. I thought it was kind of cool. It looks a little like a Gundam. They do like the switch between real live action and CGI again this season with the Megazord, but at least like it's improved a lot since the last time they tried to do this. And so Yeah, we're on PS3 not, graphics. Yeah, it's not super offensive. I kind of could have lived without some of that, but it's a minor critique overall. Yeah. Um, so then the episode ends with like uh the Rangers get back to school and people are kind of like cleaning things up and getting things back to normal and tending to the wounded and that kind of stuff. And they're like, Hey, what's going on? Is everything like under control here? And and uh someone I don't know exactly what this character is, but I'm guessing maybe she's supposed to be like the student council president or something along those lines, is like, Yeah, you know, mostly, but uh, we haven't found Mr. Burley yet. Uh, see if you can find him, maybe. And so Noah's like, oh, I'm I'm sure I can find him. And so he goes and finds Miss, uh, Mr. Burley. And, like, basically, Mr. Burley is, like, one of those science teachers that had, like, a classroom and, like, kind of, like, a lab room. Like, my eighth grade science teacher had, like, a tiny little lab room that was separate. Mine didn't. I don't yeah. think that was in the school budget. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think it was something that they would have like budgeted strongly for, and definitely like the lab room was not like well stocked, but it was there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was the thing that existed. Um, and mostly it was just for storing like the harsh chemicals. Yeah, you know, but but he but he could like th have theoretically had a conspiracy board back there, like Mr. Burley, if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it was big enough for that. Um, so he, so Noah finds Mr. Burley in like his lab room, or like office or whatever exactly it is, and is like, "Hey, Mr. Burley, uh, you know we're all kind of getting things back together, but the kids are kind of shook up. Maybe you need a little leadership, basically. You know, he doesn't yeah. put it quite like that, but that's clearly the vibe. And Mr. Burley is like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you're right, basically, and, you know, marches out there. He gets in the classroom, and then he actually gives a relatively good speech that ties into the season one intro, where he's like, you remember when I a asked y'all about what species would outlast all other life on Earth? And someone in here said it would be humans if we could all band together. Well, 
we did some of that today and we're going to have to keep doing that if we want to survive. And that's basically like the vibe. And I was, I was, I didn't expect that, honestly. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect Mr. Burley to actually like give a real ass, let's pull together and try to like not let society crumble around us speech. But he does. And that's how the episode ends, more or less, uh, except for one other tiny thing. What's the other tiny thing? Uh, Troy, he's not at school. He's out at the beach being contemplative because he's wondering, where is Robo Knight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole return to normalcy thing, uh, that, that kind of fucked with me a little bit hearing that. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just trying to enjoy it, but you definitely have to accept that something like this is obviously completely unrealistic. Um. Right, of course. <laughs> An alien invasion completely changing how society operates, and there's this return to normalcy effect, and oh, who better than a professor in a classroom teaching students? Yeah, I'm saying it. We've seen from the last few years that humans clearly would not band together for the common good, so... <laughs> Yeah, in in this science fiction world, it seems to have worked, uh, yeah. oddly enough. Um, it's definitely working out for one country as <laughs> in the world right now. But uh, yeah, you know, that type of shit, hearing that, I'm like, mm, oof, big oof. But in its own sandbox, um, yeah, that conversation was awesome. Yeah. That interaction was, was great, it. and it was a good tie back it. to the first season. Uh, honestly, fantastic episode. Very little to complain about. I didn't like the Zord fight again. I don't really care for a CGI being integrated into the Zord fight. Yeah, It wasn't that bad, though, where yeah. I would give it like negative points, or at least a full negative point for. Um, outside of that, Everything else was really pog. Everybody was taking the alien invasion very seriously. Uh, and I, I loved it. It felt very much like what we could have had with Zio, but way more <laughs> realized and a lot more fun. They were having a lot of fun with it. And you could tell these, the, these uh, actors at this point, uh, they, they love being on this show. Yeah. It kind of sucks that they probably got bullied on, online, though. Uh, Super Mega Force actors, come on our podcast. We love you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, do. You want to? Oh, give your score. Uh, you want me to go first? Or, yeah, or... you going first today? Damn it! <laughs> uh, if I watched it in better quality, it's a nine. <laughs> I think that was a big fault for us. Uh, but unfortunately, where you could watch it right now is a bit precarious. Um, and if you're watching it on YouTube, you got like YouTube plus broadcast quality television. So yeah. it's not very good. But um, yeah, if I had a good, clean version of it, uh, <laughs> I would be giving it a nine. Yeah, I think it's a nine. You got to take off a point for the various small flaws, but like none of them are that serious. So, I don't know. What did you say? This was very pog. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the dialogue was great. 
Uh, you know, Troy sure. didn't fuck up one line. No, he didn't have an obvious flub. He, um, took, a, he took a some some coaching between seasons or something. Yeah, in fact, the only person who I found slightly kind of annoying was Blue Ranger Noah. Um, Noah needs a little bit more work on the VO type stuff to really sell his lines when he's in Ranger form. But outside of that, I think everybody else was pretty good. Emma, too. Yo, Emma is like, with this new Ranger, with this new power, we'll we'll beat everyone up. And I'm like, oh, man, Emma. Get it together. That's the the best you got. Yeah, apparently. Uh, (laughs) Okay. But yeah, that's, that's really that's it. it. Um, that's the intro. Super Mega Force is awesome. Goodbye. Yeah. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast, and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.